learn to say no so that you have the time and bandwidth to say yes to what matters. Women need to become their own support systems, at least to begin with. Remember, starting a business is a journey which requires hard work, perseverance, and a willingness to take risks. Encourage women-driven decision-making and you will observe how it might create a more balanced and inclusive working space for all. Hey, you are listening to Dream 100 Business Show Podcast with Savita Husamani. Welcome to Dream 100 Business Show Podcast, listener. In today's episode, we speak to Ms. Priya Nazareth and explore the essence of empowering women sharing personal stories, exploring business challenges and advocating for positive change. From the importance of asking is not a sin to the economic impact of women's empowerment, we navigate through critical conversations in this episode. A bit about Priya. Priya is a proven entrepreneur with a history of 20 plus years of entrepreneurial success. She has carved a name for herself in a male-dominated fire safety industry. She brings to the table strategic know-how and a knack for leading the team towards growth. So stay tuned for practical tips on personal development and insights for budding women entrepreneurs and as well as for established ones. Let's dive into the world of empowerment, growth and equality. So welcome to Dream 100 Show, Priya. It's truly an honor and pleasure to have you here on our show. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. Yes, Priya, we would like to understand what does it mean to empower women from your point of view? Uh, I think uh, creating an environment that fosters women's growth is crucial in achieving gender equality. Women deserve a nurturing, encouraging and supportive ecosystem, which allows them to explore their full potential. It is unfair that women have to face obstacles and swim against the tide to achieve the same things that come more easily to men. While it is important for women to become confident and demand space, it is also our collective responsibility to build an inclusive space which every woman feels empowered to walk into. Empowering women involves breaking down societal and cultural barriers which limit their opportunities and prevent them from realizing their dreams. And this can be achieved by providing access to education, healthcare, economic opportunities, as well as by creating a supportive and inclusive environment which encourages women to take on leadership roles and express their opinions. We must work together to create a world where women are not held back by societal norms and stereotypes and where they are given the same opportunities to succeed as men. Ultimately, empowering women means giving them the freedom and the autonomy to make their own choices, accepting and respecting their choices and to live their lives on their own terms. Awesome Priya. So when you say that uh, uh, giving freedom uh, to women, so can you share an incident uh, where you got that kind of freedom and you felt empowered as a woman? Uh, Yes. uh, The time I really felt empowered was just post-COVID when businesses were going through very challenging times and during the same time, I had to take over the responsibility of my company to run it solely due to certain internal disagreements. And at that point of time, I felt there was like an earthquake in my life because everything challenging was happening altogether. And I had no choice but to face the situation as it came to me. At that time, I received overwhelming support and acceptance from each and every team member. They believed that I could not only lead the company, but also scale it up to new heights. Wow. The industry I 
my work in is extremely male dominated it's the fire and safety industry but never did my team members or vendors or clients ever doubt my capability in fact they made me uh, you know feel as equals and this boosted my confidence and also my self doubts vanished and this whole experience empowered me was that when i finally put myself up there i got a lot of appreciation and accolades and this empowerment is a continuous process mm-hmm. awesome priya so uh, it's great to know that your uh, team members uh, were your uh, fuel uh, to empower you so uh, in your view what do you think uh, are uh, a few challenges or the topmost three challenges which women in business face where they need uh, support either from team members or from their family like this well there are quite a few challenges but uh, i would point out the three most important i feel are which i also face was um, you know first is equality you know we rarely find instances of men and women being treated equally or given the same status like history is proof mm-hmm. and men have traditionally fought for their rights and status in society they have repeatedly pushed for equality so they can live lives precisely comparable to those of men even if we talk about today's scenario many women are still facing issues like gender discrimination sexual abuse harassment education child marriage and what not uh, women are elevated to the position of goddesses in india however the difficulties they encounter merely show the inverse of this idea on one hand people worship them as goddesses while on the other hand they are mistreated at times and you know they are thought less of questions mm. like are you planning to get married or have babies are still questions being asked in office interviews to women only you know questions mm. are a window to our society and our world women are not treated as equals because of our biological clock or societal expectations you know the phrase it's a man's world till rings true the second would be funding i recently read a publication which stated that women founders get less funding because of gender bias investment decision making it also stated how irrespective of potential male investors are more likely to invest in a male startup ventures while i wish these statements were untrue but statistics and facts back this idea uh, what's worrisome is that all these well read well educated investors despite their intelligence and worldly knowledge continue to take forward the gender bias whether consciously or unconsciously a study by national women's business council found that women owned businesses receive only 4.4% of the total value of small business loans despite representing 42% of all small businesses in the US mm-hmm. these stats highlight the need for greater support and investment in women and businesses uh, by providing more funding and resources to women entrepreneurs we can also help to level up playing field and create a more equitable business landscape for all this is why we need more vc firms and investing bodies to make well planned proactive and conscious choice to invest in women founders one can turn down funding on basis of business potential or viability but not on basis of gender uh, the third and i think the most important uh, would be respect or recognition i think the feeling of respect and recognition is tied up to the feeling of belongingness don't we all feel safe and seen when we all belong in a group you know women deserve to be feel seen respected and recognized in the spaces they walk into while i understand that respect is earned i also want to affirm reaffirm that basic respect is a need and must come by default women tend to voice their opinions less because often they feel their opinions are not taken seriously or sometimes even ridiculed i have seen this happen to the most intelligent women around women make up a significant portion of the workforce and contribute greatly to the success of many businesses they bring unique perspective 
perspectives, skills, and experiences to the table that can help to drive innovation and growth. Research has shown that companies with more diverse leadership teams tend to perform better financially. By promoting and supporting women in leadership positions, businesses can benefit from a wider range of perspectives and ideas, which can lead to better decision-making and improve business outcomes. Awesome, Priya. I'm sure uh, every woman, in, especially in India, would have faced either one of these uh, challenges which you mentioned. Uh, and when it comes to voicing opinions, why do you think it is important to highlight that asking is not a sin? Somehow, uh, claiming rights uh, has been sounding like a sin for many when it comes to coming from uh, backgrounds where they have uh, properties or uh, they are the second generation entrepreneurs. Can you share your thoughts on this aspect? And this has been a persistent problem. So, ask and you shall receive is a phrase that applies to everyone, I think. Uh, for decades, women, especially Indian women across statues, castes and beyond have struggled to demand what's theirs. The primary assumption has always been that men must assume the role of breadwinners and women as caretakers. But it's not a surprise to anyone that women are better decision makers, emotionally resilient and work seamlessly under pressure when required. These are the exact qualities that positions of power demand. So why should we as women shy away from it? Because someone told us so decades ago. We live in a more accepting world and this is because women before us dared to ask for their rights. I think it's a torch every woman must carry for herself and for the future generations. We demand space, respect and what's rightfully ours when we ask. Asking is never a sin. However, staying silent to oppression is. We must continue to break down the barriers which limit women's opportunities and prevent them from realizing their full potential. By empowering women to ask for what they deserve, we can create a more equal and just society for all. This is awesome. So, uh, do you think that uh, by empowering women, uh, it will actually contribute to the GDP of a nation? Absolutely. Uh, Indian women contribute to only 18% of the GDP while constituting 48% of the population. Thus, simply bridging the gender gap in employment could raise India's GDP by 30%. A wise man of great intellect and power once said, the best measure of a nation's progress is the way it treats its women. For centuries, women have faced challenges and hurdles, and that has bestowed on them infinite patience, perseverance, and have only helped them emerge much stronger. Over the past few decades, women working professionals have dedicatedly, with their talent and enthusiasm, contributed massively towards India's economic growth and prosperity. At present, there are 432 million women of working age in India, out of which 343 million are employed in an unorganized sector. A report by McKinsey Global Institute has estimated that just by offering equal opportunities to women, India could add US dollar 770 billion to its mm. GDP by 2025. Yet the present contribution of women to the GDP remains at only 18%. If India seeks to become a $5 trillion economy in the near future, the reduction of its dependency rate ratio will help it reap its demographic dividend and contribute to the GDP growth and increase the per capita income. But realizing its full potential will only be possible when women become an integral part of the workforce. The wheels of development will only turn if its women folk contribute directly to it, not only as consumers, but actively participating as entrepreneurs, creators and leaders. Awesome. So, uh, any three tips on how a woman can start working on herself? Uh, yes, I. Uh, there are many tips, but I would work on the three main tips and uh, uh, 
I feel uh, whenever I'm asked about these tips or tricks, the biggest thing I want my fellow ladies to know is to keep it simple. Don't try too much at a time. It can be very overwhelming. The book Atomic Habits is one great one that talks about how a simple, small and minuscule change can also move mountains in the long run. So here are some small tips that I think women can work towards. Something that personally worked for me. First is to work on your confidence. You will be surprised to know sometimes how little most people know about the stuff they confidently talk about. I feel confidence comes from being well-read, well-informed. When you know what you are talking about, you do not have to fake it. With so many resources on YouTubes and books and so many tips on how to talk in an articulate manner, how to throw your questions, meeting etiquette and mirror work, you can build up your confidence. Remember, confidence is a skill, not something you are born with. Even the most introvert person can find a way that works for them. But building confidence is going to go a long way, especially for women. Second is never stop learning. Be a good observer. Pick up the nuances within your industry. Keep an eye on trends, future outlook and plan your skills accordingly. For example, the digital shift was coming and everyone knew it. Having technological knowledge and familiarity with terms is important. The same holds true now. If you are observing an AI trend, read about it. Experiment with it. Never stop learning. In addition to more technical skills, it's also learning interpersonal skills. See how people who hold common talk in interviews or read up on people you admire pick traits that can be life-changing for you and learn within everything you have. And lastly, I think learn and something which is very important is learn to say no so that you have the time and bandwidth to say yes to what matters. When I started out, I was keen on observing things around me. I have learned a lot of lessons in the years I spent under the tutelage of my father, brother and husband. All of them are excellent businessmen. And the one thing I find common in them all is that they knew how to say no when needed. Wow. As with the opportunities that come our way are far more limited, which is why we may end up grabbing whatever comes our way. However, this could do more harm than good. A small deal that meets your terms and conditions is always better than a big loss-making deal, correct? I feel that one skill women need to learn is to say no to what doesn't work for them and demand what they feel they deserve. Negotiation is a big part of this process, but I feel innately our emotional intelligence helps us navigate these tricky situations well. We just need to have the courage to refuse when it doesn't serve us and demand when we deserve it. Very well said, Priya. Learning to say no is the most important thing which every one of us need to uh, learn. Absolutely. So, uh, what uh, initiatives do you hope to see in the next few years? I am a believer of a well-rounded holistic change. The system has many moving parts and all of them need to make small but significant changes towards women's empowerment. For instance, women need to empower themselves firstly with education, business knowledge and finance management. Movement policies must be conducive to helping women from all backgrounds gain access to funding policies that ensure ease of businesses and most importantly, supportive family and friends that empower women and support women to achieve their dreams. I believe women who feel supported, seen and empowered can be game changers this world. Mm. Additionally, skill development is a big one. Even women in leadership positions sometimes do not have sound financial backgrounds. I feel we need to put efforts in training women in the basics of business, understanding the nuances of agreements, legalities and finance. It is a cutthroat world. We need to come prepared. And tools such as training, mentorship sessions, coaching could be extremely empowering for women looking to join the world of entrepreneurship. 
also place women in positions of power and watch the transformation. I urge more and more organizations to promote women leaders and women executives into positions they rightly deserve. Encourage women-driven decision-making and you will observe how it might create a more balanced and inclusive working space for all. Yes, that is very well pointed out. <laughs> so what would be your advice to budding women entrepreneurs who don't get funding either from family or from investors? Whom should they turn to? Uh, the answer to this uh, question is simple, but not easy at all. Women need to become their own support systems, at least to begin with. Don't be afraid to bootstrap your business and start small. Many successful entrepreneurs started with very little funding and then they build their businesses from ground up. With hard work, determination and a solid plan, you can achieve your goals and build a successful business without relying on outside funding. For many women, family wealth is not an option and banks need assets against loans, which again is not always possible. Instead of falling into the trap of unethical lending, work and plan for some time, save up for your business or dream and get it to the level you want before looking for funding or bank loans, etc. Tools such as social media virality have proven astonishingly powerful in getting attention to businesses. Consider alternative sources of funding such as grants, loans or crowdfunding platforms. These can be a great way to get your businesses off the ground without relying on traditional investors. Another great tool is government policies and grants that can massively help small and budding entrepreneurs. Look out for available resources, apply to them, reach out to institutions that offers grants. Remember, starting a business is a journey which requires hard work, perseverance, and a willingness to take risk. With the right mindset and resources, you can overcome any obstacle and achieve success as an entrepreneur. Plan, work hard, work smart, and save and successful follow. Awesome Priya. I think uh, very well uh, given advice which is uh, definitely required for uh, budding entrepreneurs. So if uh, anybody wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, I have my, I will share my Insta handle and my LinkedIn and they can send me or drop me a message anytime and I will get back. And on that note, I would also want to share some great news is that uh, uh, December 5th, the Forbes 100 Most Powerful Women list is out. And uh, it's a great uh, honor to know that four Indian women have secured spot. So I think it's wow. to celebrate uh, <laughs> for women in India. I think it's, it's, it's really great. It's a great news. I just heard about it yesterday. Wow. Super. This is really great news. Yes. So with this, we almost uh, come to the end of the conversation. So if you feel that if there is anything else uh, which will add value to this uh, conversation, so please go ahead and add. I think we've covered up quite a bit and it's, it's a lot to absorb. And uh, I just wish all the women, uh, whoever wants to start their business journey, entrepreneur journey, young girls who are looking for any kind of inspiration, any support. I'm always there. They can reach out to me. And I think we all have to work and support each other as a community. And there are great clubs which have started uh, in Bay. There is Leap, uh, which supports, uh, you know, uh, women networks. I think you all can go and join that. I will share the information for the same. And uh, 
you know, you get great resources and support system. So we have to create our own support systems and things are changing slowly, but they are, which is great. Awesome, Priya. So uh, thank you so much for being uh, such a wonderful uh, guest, giving away all these insights, uh, which makes a lot of sense to women entrepreneurs. I think uh, among all the people whom we have interviewed so far, you are the one uh, who spoke about how empowerment uh, to women entrepreneurs uh, helps in their business as well as in their uh, personal life. Uh, truly amazing inputs. I'm sure uh, people would have to listen to it at least three to four times to get the grip of what you, uh, you are actually meaning to say. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here and I enjoyed my mm-hmm. time. I thank Priya from the bottom of my heart for sharing these amazing insights. Here are my top three key learnings from the podcast. My first takeaway is building confidence is a skill that can be developed over time through continuous learning and self-improvement. My second takeaway is embracing a mindset of lifelong learning, which is a key to success. So, never stop learning. My third most impactful takeaway is setting boundaries and learning to say no is a powerful skill. This will lead to creating space for meaningful opportunities and contribute to each one of our overall success. These key learnings capture valuable insights for women entrepreneurs striving for personal and professional empowerment. I'm sure Priya's chat on the podcast was like a guidebook embedded with nuggets of wisdom, which is pure gold. So let's soak in these lessons, support each other and create a world where every woman feels the power to rock her dreams. A big thank you again to Priya for sharing her awesome insights, making this podcast a must listen for all the go-getters out there. Cheers to empowerment and chasing those dreams. Thank you for being such a wonderful listener. Remember, your voice matters. Share your thoughts, experiences and suggestions with us on social media using the hashtag EmpowerWithPriya. Together, let's empower, inspire and create positive change. Subscribe, share and join us in shaping a more empowered future. Thank you so much.